It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And congratulations on such a fantastic documentary. I've had the pleasure to sit down and watch it and congratulations thank you so Darcy Darcy, I wanted to start off by asking you tell us a little bit about where you first found out about this link between UFOs and volcanoes and what made you decide to make a documentary about it sure Um, I was already quite immersed in Latin American UFO history Uh, I, I made a biographic documentary on the life of journalist Jaime Maussan, who's been making, uh, doing news journalism for over 40 years in Mexico, and uh, he's covering the UFO question uh, very early on in his career. Uh, While I was reading, you know, this massive uh, treasure trove of UFO uh, events that he was part of reporting throughout history. I came across the volcano history as well, and I figured, you know what, this is very niche. This is very different. Not a lot of people cover this. Um, I decided to make a documentary on uh, the act of volcanoes in Latin America and some incredible UFO sighting and around them. Awesome. Well, Steve, this question's for you. Um, you are one of the, the main parts of this documentary, so tell us a little bit about how you became involved with the documentary, but also how, over the years, you've explored what has been going on with UFOs as well. I'm not a researcher. I'm a political activist. Um, and for 24 years, I have been pursuing the resolution of the extraterrestrial issue through political means. Uh, the reason being that the U.S. government has known about the presence of extraterrestrials since '47, latest, and has embargoed that from the American people, primarily for national security reasons. This embargo is now well past its shelf life and needs to end. So I'm well known to people throughout the field, and uh, I'm often interviewed. I was interviewed by Darcy. He decided to include some of uh, my comments with his movie. And I'm happy to do that for any, anyone, uh, any documentarist, what have you, because the creators uh, in the citizen science research activist world who have been generating for 70 years books, documentaries, creating websites, podcasts, also radio shows, uh, doing the research, uh, they are the ones that have kept this issue alive, uh, kept the people informed when the government had chosen to simply lie about it. Uh, and so they're the heroes here. And so I, I support content creators in a lot of different ways. My website, paradigmresearchgroup.org, has an enormous amount there about that. And so I'm happy to be part of that documentary. The, the, uh, the, the key thing uh, for me on the uh, uh, volcanic co- connection is that uh, one of the reasons the truth embargo has been uh, under heavy pressure 
certainly the last 30 years is that the is cameras in yeah. the last 30 years millions of cameras have been put out there by governments surveilling everything including space uh and of course we have billions of people now that uh have cameras with them all the time high quality cameras excellent cameras and so everything is filmed so et craft coming going whatever else is happening it's going to get filmed and one of the things that are being filmed naturally are volcanoes they're under intense surveillance because they could be incredibly destructive particularly an active volcano like Popocatépetl, which is 53 mi 43 miles from Mexico, which sits on a lake bed, and earthquake or a, 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 an eruption would kill millions of people. So very heavily scrutinized with high-quality cameras, and they've been seeing these things coming and going, uh, just like we've seen things over our, our nuclear facilities. So it's in that genre, and it's important evidence. Uh, it doesn't get the attention it should. Darcy is certainly of attention to it, and... Uh, it's all part of the unfolding drama. Definitely. Steve, I just wanted to ask about those embargoes because as a film and music journalist, I get embargoed all the time, but normally my embargoes will say, okay, you've watched this movie, but you can't run a review until the 31st of January or something like that. Are these embargoes from the government, are they open-ended, as in they don't give a date for when the embargo ends? Absolutely. Uh, the embargo on the ET issue is absolutely open-ended. It was, for, it was informally put in place in 47 by General Ramey when he reversed the Roswell story. And then uh, it got more formalized after the huge sighting events of 1952 in Washington, D.C. National security reasons. We were clearly in a uh, war footing with the Soviet Union. It was nuclear. They thought there'd be another war, a nuclear war. And we're talking existential end of humanity stuff. And so uh, it was because of that and because of their knowledge of the ET presence that they instituted massive security and classified statuses, created many, many uh, intelligence organizations, and built what I call, some, I, some people call it the things, I call it the uh, secret empire. And the idea was, whatever you, you don't have a need to know, you're not going to know until we think you should know, and who knows when that'll be. I'm sure that some of them thought, some, some, of, the, some of the early people involved in this issue thought that, look, if uh, things get back to normal, if this Cold War ends, it's very possible that it's we can tell why they did in 1991. A lot of people like me started thinking, hey, it's time for the truth to come out. And when it didn't, we started to get much more aggressive with the government. It is time for the embargo to end. Uh, and uh, apparently they're not, well, I, they're starting to participate. There's a lot of developments of late, and we're seeing government actually helping us along. This is a very significant change. And so I believe the truth embargo will very likely end this year. It could end as early as this spring. Awesome. That would be amazing because there's, there's so much information there that we all want to know. Uh, Darcy, this question is for you. Tell us a little bit about how you first met Steve and why you decided to get Steve as part of the documentary, but also how do these embargoes affect you as a filmmaker trying to make movies uh, and trying to make documentaries about what is happening out there? Uh, sure, yeah, so I actually first met Stephen back in 2010. Uh, it was a conference called UFO Congress in Arizona. And uh, I was there just researching, meeting um, like-minded people, and listening to some lectures of some interesting folks in the UFO research field. Uh, 
uh, likes of like Richard Dolan, Stanton Friedman, and so on. And uh, he just seemed like a down-to-earth, normal guy that was interested in taking on this uh, question politically. And I, I really found that fascinating, and I kept that feather in my, you know, and and said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rain check this, but hopefully I can get him on camera one day. Uh, fast forward to 2000, and I believe it was 18. Uh, again, I was at a conference, and uh, my friend and I, Lee Lustig and I, sat down with him, Stan Friedman, Kathleen Marden, Travis Walton, uh, and we interviewed them for a, a documentary called Being Taken, which was all about the supposed abduction phenomenon that's been happening for a long time throughout history. And uh, he just gave a balanced opinion and gave me a history on the truth embargo um, and where he was involved. And um, I found that fascinating, and, and I decided to use that, uh, his sort of story, in this documentary so people can get to know him a bit more and uh, as disclosure comes about over the coming months coming years um they can understand a little bit more of who's at capitol hill who's in washington dc advocating for this disclosure to the american government yeah so steve i have to ask if the embargo does end this spring is this something that you can see mass media jumping on and it being headlining news stories, or do you think it'll still be up to important filmmakers like Darcy to, to report on what these reports have in them once the embargo ends? Oh, the content creators are going to continue to create content, I assure you. They're never going to stop. But uh, when I say the embargo is going to end, I'm referring, here's how it ends. It, it ends with uh, an event called Disclosure capital D, disclosure. And that is the formal acknowledgement of this ET presence by the heads of the states and nations. It will most likely start with our president. So when the president gets in front of the American people or in front of the microphone and says, uh, my fellow Americans, I'm here to inform you that there is an extraterrestrial presence engaging us, that is disclosure. That's the end of the truth embargo. Now, that is not going to happen until we have congressional hearings, which we've been trying to get since 1968. I happen to know that those hearings are in the works, that the, the basis is being laid for them. And there's every reason to think they could happen very soon. So if these hearings begin in March, one, they will be multiple hearings. They will cover uh, 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 a broad range of topics. The witnesses will primarily be military. And they will be watched by hundreds of millions of people around the world. Uh, and so they, it will be nothing less than the biggest event in human history. Uh, particularly once the president makes the disclosure. So it, I can't even describe how big it will be. I can't even describe the paradigm shift it represents. It's beyond any measure that we have in the past. So that, I'm suggesting, is what is coming. And I think the world of podcasts, the world of netcasts, and, of course, the entire mainstream media world, and all of the content preventers and the citizen science research effort are going to, how would you say, vast in the afterglow of this event, and they're going to have a wonderful time. And it's going to be a, an extraordinary period, and I'm grateful yes. that I happen to be living when it happened. 
Steve, is there a way if somebody watches this documentary, they can um, help support those congressional hearings happening? Because here in Australia, a congressional hearing is called a royal commission. And in order for a royal commission to happen into something, normally the general public can contact their local member of parliament and really kind of force their hand into voting for the Royal Commission. Is that something that people can do if they watch this documentary and they're in the United States? Uh, many points. One, first of all, there's exopolitical activism going on in many, many countries. This is not new. It's been happening for years, and I know most everybody involved. So there's there's activity going on. But the awareness of the public is now at a huge level. 95% of the world's people know what an extraterrestrial is. About half believe that they're, they're likely here. So public awareness is strong, uh, but support is always helpful. ParadigmResearchGroup.org has a contribution page, and I, it's always been based on support from the public. Uh, Darcy, of course, I'm sure welcomes support. I want to mention that Darcy Weir, W-E-I-R, has an IMDB page, and if you go to them, you will see that he has done many documentaries, and you can actually check them all out. There are links and so forth. And so he's he's covered a lot more than just the, the volcano issue and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's got some more coming up. So uh, I, I, I think on his website he has a contribution place, but that's that's the way you can help support. In general, look, speak up. If you get the opportunity, let your media know that this is a big deal, that you get involved, plenty of media are involved. Uh, politicians, things like that. But be, don't be afraid to speak up and be ready to act when we start to see developments, and you can expect some very soon that will, uh, when you see them, something big going down here, and that's when uh, things will start to accelerate very quickly. Awesome. Well, we cannot wait for that. Darcy, to finish off, um, where can people go to watch your past documentaries, but also where can they go to watch this documentary as well? Yeah, sure. Um, I have many documentaries available for free on Amazon Prime if you have a membership. Uh, you can also check them out on 2B TV. I think 2B TV is free in Australia. It is, yep. Um, yep, uh, so you can check out Being Taken. Uh, I made a Sasquatch documentary. I think that's up there. Um, well as the Jaime Mausson biopic, Mausson's UFO Files. But if you just go to my website, uh, it's www.occultjourneys.com. You can check out my films, the trailer, and click through to, to see them on Amazon or some other platform. Uh, highly welcome any comments or feedback from people. And if you want to make a donation to uh, you know, ending the truth embargo... I highly suggest people PayPal their donations to G at paradigmresearchgroup.org. Um, but you can find that on Bassett's website as well. Awesome. Well, Darcy, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. This is a really important documentary, and we hope a lot of our listeners go and check it out. So thank you so much for joining us today, and again, congratulations on such an amazing documentary. Thanks, uh, one Dave. Last thing. One last thing, Dave. Uh, I have many supporters in Australia, 
And a number of years ago, I did an entire speaking tour down there, starting in Perth and working all the way around the southern coast, all the way around and up to Botany Bay. Uh, uh, my best to the mates down there. I love that country. Can't wait to come back. So thanks for having us on. Awesome. No, not a problem. And we would love to have you back because we've got some big things happening here in Australia at the moment as well. I don't know if you guys were aware, but we had a mass UFO sighting in the 1960s where nearly every... Westall. Stu- yeah. Westall 66. Yeah. yeah. I actually covered that in um, my documentary, uh, Beyond the Spectrum, uh, yep. that was released back in 2017. And uh, I interviewed Shane Ryan and we went to... Um, the dish outside of Canberra. I lived in Australia for two years. Oh, wow. Well, we're getting a lot of pressure here at the moment on government to explain what happened on that day. Um, There's also a lot of people asking for more information about what happened with the flight that left Moorabbin Airport with the pilot on board that was going to King Island. Missing flight. Yep. Um, There's a lot of public pressure here at the moment for the government to come forward and explain what happened so yeah i guess it's a little bit of a watch this space but we're expecting some um some pretty big things to happen over the next uh at least a year i would guess but yeah a lot of questions being asked well i i definitely think the american military had something to do with um Westall 66 and of course the australian uh royal air force had something to do with suppressing that incident uh it's hard hard to keep 200 people quiet when they saw it in broad daylight exactly send students so um you know i'm glad that it's it's the biggest day biggest mass witness sighting in ufo history other than uh the areola school incident in uh africa africa so uh, yeah, kudos to you, and I hope you guys actually get disclosure from their government this year. Definitely. Well, again, Darcy, Steve, thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully we do get to see you in Australia sometime in the not-too-distant future. Okay, very much. Thank you, mate. Awesome, thank guys. You. Take care. You too. Have great days, guys. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.